This week on the Throncast, Delta Source is planted in the palace, the New Republic tries and fails to trick Thrawn, and Thrawn tries and fails to incriminate Card. Beware of recording plants, it's time for the Throncast. Governor Price, these rebels have proven particularly stubborn. How do you intend to solve this problem? I need someone who sees a bigger picture. The Empire is getting better at anticipating our moves. I underestimated the Commander. The previous attacks were clumsy. But this one was swift. Precise. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics. But the history. Philosophy. Art. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Hello, and welcome to the Throncast. I'm your host, Nancy, and today we're discussing chapters 17 through 20 of The Last Command. Joining me on this legendary journey are my co-hosts, Brian. Hello. Matthew. Greetings. Amanda. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Tyler. Hi. So we have no news at this time, uh, although we did get a short little preview for the season finale of Rebels coming up in two weeks, in which uh, hopefully Grand Admiral Thrawn will lay his smack down on the Rebels. Uh, until then, I believe we won't be seeing him unless he shows up on Tatooine this weekend with <laughs> Maul and Obi-Wan, which would be quite the twist. Plot <laughs> twist. Plot twist. Actually, actually, he has been on Tatooine before. <laughs> Tatooine ghost. Right. Ah. Right. See how I did that. I haven't read it. It's you good. haven't read it. It's good. That'll no, be coming up actually, on a future installment of the Thrawn cast. I was about yes. to say, we should, we should do that book then. Yeah. Oh, well, we're going to do all the books. It's weird and shameful. Like, I haven't read any of the Zahn books outside of the the this trilogy and then the the vision of the future oh, duology they're and good. the throne duology they're good okay we're gonna have so much fun doing, yeah doing all the rest of these books. yeah yeah we're not gonna get to them for like 30 years <laughs> you know i will include in my retirement home plans to make sure i have podcasting equipment <laughs> uh, on the throne cast <laughs> we look at the 86th book in the new jelly winner <laughs> And it's Kept still done. What the hell, man? <laughs> this, is, I think... this is the content you look for you'll look forward to when uh Nancy yeah, who and Brian yeah. on the podcast. Like, what, yeah. what the right? hell's the matter with you? You know we're doing about eight hundred downloads an episode. What is the matter with all of you? <laughs> I, I knew that only because of my my using it as an on a media application. I did know that. <laughs> I was shocked, mind you. Shocked, I say. I mean, you're all going to be uh, shocked and when I get, like, a lucrative voice acting contract <laughs> off, of my, off of my great accents. Right. Yes. You, you I... made that joke, and I actually just got a lucrative voice acting audition in my email <laughs> just now. Hey, <laughs> uh... laddie, your Scottish accent's terrible. 
Okay. All right. Well, anyway, I am We can do Scotland. We, we no. Can do this. Let's move on. <laughs> Dueling accents. Let's How about move we do on. Chapter 17. <laughs> yes, let's move on to chapter 17 because Must we? we are at a point that we've been looking forward to for three bucks. Oh we my god. Finally it's taking so long. Get a resolution. Finally. Okay. <laughs> okay. Before we dive into this chapter, yes. Um, I just want to mention where we left all of our heroes. Okay. Um, Luke and Han. Yes. And Lando. Yes. And Chewie. And Mara. And 3PO. And the droids. And R2 are yes. with Mara yes. on Wayland. Yes. That's important right now because um, as we enter into chapter 17, we see Leia and Winter and Ghent and Garm. And soon enough, we see Mon Mothma. Um, who we don't see are Jason and Jaina Solo. <laughs> and we've just accounted for every adult android who could possibly be caring for them. No, they're, they're the with the Nogri. They're with the Nogri. That's been established. That's why the they're there. Yeah. I mean, don't you often leave your children with murderous bodyguards? <laughs> okay, but there's a scene where Leia's like, I have to go to this thing. And the Nogri's like, don't worry, your children will be safe. Except yeah. they say it like, more creepily. Yeah. And she's I mean, like, I know, give you're the, great bodyguards, you're awesome. They and can the give fact them that a you... bottle if they need it. Right? And yeah. super snuggly with brand new baby twins. They are. They're and like now little... we tell you the story of honor and murder. They're like big cats. <laughs> <laughs> people people wonder about why Jason turned to the dark side. Because he was scary-ass nanny. <laughs> right? He was like two months old and only just able to see past a foot beyond his face. And what was right there what the hell are my parents doing to me scary uh, to the aliens all right so leia winter gent and belt Iblis are trying to determine the identity of delta source winter uses her perfect memory to note who's in the corridors when certain conversations are taking place and then gent uses his computer programs to determine who delta source could be but no matter what they do, it seems impossible that Delta Source could be just one person. They theorize that it's a group or a high-tech recording system, but Bell Iblis says that isn't possible because of all their security sweeps. So I like their they're trying to figure out who it is. They're like amateur detective hour. <laughs> yeah, they've got Gent like in some like closet. Yeah. Off, off the main route. They just They're like sneaking in and out. Leia needs a Sherlock hat and a magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> Elementary, my dear Iblis. Yes. Ironically, since, you know, Paleon is supposed to be the Watson. <sighs> so in the meantime, the New Republic is trying to try, is ready to try their Stardust plan to, the, to reveal the cloaked asteroids. Uh, and this was a very cool sci-fi idea where they're like dumping dust out of a ship to see if it will like basically show an asteroid. It's a lot. It'll, it'll like cling to the thing. Yeah. And you'll see the dirt, even though you can't see the cloaked thing beneath the dirt. It's very much what they did in Miss um, Peregrine. <laughs> with the evil monsters we're going to tar and feather these things so that we can see them yeah um was i the only person who when they said the stardust plan thought of rogue one oh stardust. Yes, actually i totally missed that uh, <laughs> how do you know that's it's me 
Let's see, Stardust is the name of one of the superheroes in the universe where my uh, book is set. So that's uh, where I immediately went. I went to Jin Urso. I went to Jin, and then I imagined to. a really complicated uh, video game because that—that's all that—that's <laughs> all the like that that five minute section of Rogue One was. <laughs> Uh, so they, Meanwhile, they meant actual dirt. Yes. So they succeed in finding an asteroid, but then another ship is uh, a ship is damaged by another asteroid, and it's a very dramatic scene. And the people in the briefing room are very angry that Thrawn and Leia gets very angry that Thrawn has done this, but she has to remind herself not to give in to the dark side, and it's all very dramatic. Well, and then and there's nice. this, that horrible moment with Winter. Mm-hmm. When Winter's like, I'm just remembering oh God, a time yeah. that one was full of passengers. And you're just like, oh, God. Yeah. It's so, it's so weird and dramatic, right? Because Leia's like, oh, I can't believe Thrawn did that. I have to tamp down my dark side powers, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, oh, but don't worry. No one was on it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> is that your favorite ship? Like, what? <laughs> I think down. it's just the idea. No, I know. And you feel yeah. trapped and claustrophobic. but yeah. it's like, Right. Even though you have a whole planet. <laughs> yeah and then yeah winter brings it down even further yeah like remember that time all those people died and then leah's <laughs> like remember that time my whole planet died and, and then yeah, it's my planet too like it's my planet too so at uh, least they weren't on the phone with their parents like a certain other character <laughs> oh, oh tycho poor tycho <laughs> i love him oh so uh leah is called out of the meeting to discuss Delta Source. Uh, Again, everything comes up zero. uh, And they're very confused about how this could be. Um, Winter notes that all of the conversations took place in the Grand Corridor. And then Ghent suggests that Delta Source uh, could be a droid that can turn off and on or leave whenever a security sweep comes through. So basically like a droid with some sort of intelligence that can avoid detection. Which is like such a simple suggestion. Like right. I'm not really sure why it took them this long. to. Like, it's like the maybe it was deleted from the computer, Master Kenobi. Like yeah. these people are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's I, it's also like when I was looking at this, I'm like, have they not thought that it's a recording system? And then they brought it up, and they're like, oh, okay, they did think, and they tried, they tried that, but it right. So. But like, why didn't anybody like think it was? A, I, don't, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know, because because well, and then she says like how they trust their droids and how like they they overlook them all the time and. That, that can bring up a whole other discussion about droids in Star Wars, which we are not going to go into here. Because... Oh, there's a whole book to be yes. written on the right? role of droids in the Star Wars universe and yes. slavery and, and free will and whatnot. And we are not going to write that book. <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not, not right today. the second no. anyway. <laughs> so... Maybe we'll get really schnockered at Celebration. <laughs> That's funny. You you say that. I was thinking maybe I'll like write a doctorate thesis on it. (laughs) You're like maybe we'll get drunk. (laughs) I mean that's how most of our podcast ideas start. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So they decide to lay another trap to see uh, if any droids uh, are coming and going or do anything suspicious. But again, it comes up empty, and Leia is just at her wit's end. 
she they can't figure out what's happening uh the 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 idea that it could be multiple people is just really distressing because then they have a huge leak in the palace and there's this one droid that's tending to one of the i'm gonna say chala trees uh trying to get the leaves the dead leaves you know like you're supposed to do with plants and this is why i don't have plants because i don't want to be bothered um and as leia's watching yes and that's, that's not that's not more of a bother pets love no, pets you will remind you when they need food and yes, water and pets will love you and and be companions a plant is just a plant or like, unless right, like nancy and i just tweeted pictures of our dogs yeah. back and forth. a plant is just a plant unless it is unless actually a recording system it's oh my god which leia leia has her revelation as she's watching the droid it's beeping in time with the way the patterns on the trees are going and then she's like holy shit there's something in the trees uh and they uh chapter ends with her saying she's found delta source hallelujah and, and literally this was timothy zahn's moment to invent alderani swear words and he chose <laughs> not to take it because she could have cussed a blue streak right then she could have fumbled at the one yard zahn fumbled at the one <laughs> okay We've already established that zahn is terrible at fake Space curse. No, Criff is the best space curse, and I'll fight you no, on that. No, what were the Imperials saying in Dark Force Rising in the elevator? Uh, Emperor's oh, Sispit. Was it Sispit? No, it was something stupid. Stang. I mean that Emperor's I mean, black I like bones. <laughs> it, it, I like Criff and Stang. It's all stupid, I guess. But <laughs> um, uh, so I have to ask Tyler, as the newbie, yes, did you suspect what Delta Source was? No. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and what was your no reaction way. to it being a tree? <laughs> I I didn't like it was it's kind of amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's in like a good way or a bad way, <laughs> but it's still kind of really amazing. Yes. I'm glad that you were not spoiled about that because I know there are other things that you have been spoiled just because of osmosis, and I, w- I was hoping that this one uh, did you were not spoiled on. Um, there are, however, uh, lots of foreshadowing, or uh, oh my god, rather so last puns. week after the episode, <laughs> Nancy drops this reference in that I totally missed. And I was so angry. He was so angry, you like, guys. Not only that I missed it, but just that it is it exists. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was furious. What was it? Was like uh, I have it. I have it here. Okay, uh, Lando okay. says earlier uh, in the book. He says, all of which is unfortunately complicated by the presence of this Delta Source thing. The Empire's got planted here in the planted. palace. Planted here. <laughs> Timothy's on. Fight me. (laughs) You you are just mad that you didn't come up with it yourself. Of course, that's why I'm mad. (laughs) And then, and that's just not, that's not it. There's another one. Leia, uh, I think, I think it's during her point of view. uh, Somehow, some are, no, no. uh, She says it later on when they're discussing um, 
the Grand Corridor. And she says, somehow someone's planted a recording system in the Grand Corridor. And I was like, oh, my God, the stupid plant pots. (laughs) The plants are everywhere. And yet you don't see it. It's like hiding in plain sight. I mean, like. I mean, there are some things in these books that are very, that are foreshadowed very heavy handily. And like, looking back, this is one of the ones that you're like, oh my God, how did I not see that? But as you're reading it, you're like, there's no way it's going to be a freaking tree. And they, they, he mentions the trees, like, so, like, just in with the other background information, like in the description, you're like, oh, it's a sci-fi tree. That's so nice. And it goes with all his other world building in other weird planets. And then you realize, oh, no, he was just dropping that all right there. So just to make a round of smack applause. ourselves in the forehead. Round of applause for Timothy Zahn. <laughs> Good yeah, job. Well done, sir. Well done. We, we I actually wonder if he got the idea of like if he heard somebody say like somebody planted something like as a kid and like probably oh, kid logic like yeah. planted like a tree, you know. And- yeah. So so should we present him with like a potted plant? <laughs> we meet him at celebration. Should we do that? No. We could even do it like live on stage. No. <laughs> like, no. We have this for you. No. Let's not. <laughs> Look, we got you a potted Delta source. Oh god. <laughs> I'm sure that's happened before. I'm sure Club I'm sure Club Jade has done that cuz they would. Uh, You're right, they would. So, uh, chapter 18, we move on from the bombshell of Delta Source. Uh, oh, wait, no. I, we don't move on because they... Um, did I, I, I... I think I totally skipped over this in the notes. They dig They dig out Delta Source. It's a system of microphones that go like 18 feet down to and it's And it's below. biochemical. Like yeah. It takes the sound waves of your voice and... Yeah. You changes that pressure into chemistry cr- internal to the tree, and it's then the crazy. thing decodes that and makes it back into pressure waves, makes it back into sound. It's super clever. Like the and mechanism, like, by of course, Palpatine this function did this. Yeah, is brilliant. It's it's brilliant enough to be Palpatine, and it's brilliant enough to be Timothy Zahn. Yeah, there are authors who would never have figured out that that could be a thing, even in sci-fi. <laughs> That's yeah, why. That's very, how he uses his physics degree. It's very <laughs> right? smart. It's one of those things. This is smart. This is a yeah. smart writer. Yeah, writing smart things that a smart villain I will would never come up, with. come up with. This is why I write character-based sci-fi. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so now we move on to chapter eighteen. Uh, Mazik is on his way back to the Hijarna Fortress. Uh, Chin. As they're waiting for his ship to land, Chin reports that he thinks someone is snooping around the wild card. They investigate but find nothing. Card is also suspicious about our favorite, Niles Crane, being at the meeting because nobody actually invited him. I'm so happy we're just calling him Niles Crane now. <laughs> you, I, you right, have to nobody call, invited Niles. You have to call him that on first reference, and then he's Farrier. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i like that farrier is a guy nobody invited and that's totally not suspicious or anything that's also true of niles no, crane he's like gate crashing the <laughs> smuggler's party he is really not smart <laughs> no he's he, so he's dumb not smart. he's the dumbest he's so dumb so uh Mazik arrives he is very not happy and after being really surly he asks card if they can have their meeting on his ship uh he 
then accuses Card of setting up the attack uh, on the Whirlpool world. I forgot the name of it. Uh, just as Thrawn suggested to him. Uh, after the search, one of the smugglers finds a data card. But then Farrier, because he's stupid, sticks his foot in his mouth about the name of the Imperial Tenant, uh, who they ha- Mazik never mentioned. And they're like, he's like, surely you must have said that name before. And he's like, no, I didn't. No. <laughs> this, se- this sort of scene happens all the time. It's so tropey, but I love when it does. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with someone as stupid as Farrier, because he's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> So Card notes that they thought there was an intruder around earlier, which was probably Farrier's wraith. Uh, and then Farrier's like, oh, you're going to blame this on me? Oh, look at you guys. He's just trying to blame it on me now. And then, uh, right, but he's the you're one the that did. You're the Wow, that was good. Uh, Farrier uh, decides to take his ball and go home and pulls out a thermal detonator and is like, all right, card, you need to fly the wa- your ship over to mine and then I'm going to get out of here and no one's going to follow me or else. Um, he throws a, a Connor net, which is a uh, Zahn invention, I believe, over the, f- over the fortress so they can't uh, get away and pursue him. And it's supposed to be some sort of like uh, ship thief thing. Uh but Mazik's fighters that he came in with are nearby and are able to pursue Fair. Uh, he's then he's like, "I'm really sorry about what happened." Uh, and then Card's like, "Forget it. Actually, don't forget it. Remember how Grand Admiral Thrawn does business and what he thinks of people like us," <laughs> which I liked. <laughs> and then Farrier blows up. <laughs> does he? I don't yeah. know if he... Uh, I mean, it's strongly implied, and I okay. don't think we see him again. Well, I would not put it past on to... In the distance, just above the horizon, there was a brief flare of light. Well, now, how it's described. Now I'm, looking up, now I'm looking at the wiki. <laughs> I mean, he could have gone kaboom, or he could have gone to hyperspace. Yeah. Hyperspace doesn't flash. Yeah. Up. Uh, well, okay, so they say it was... Um, he the the ship was destroyed. Uh, All right, Kaboom but, it is. But there was nobody, so he couldn't. <laughs> no kidding, there was nobody. <laughs> Thankfully, according to Wikipedia, he never made another appearance. So I was gonna so say, like, can, he's not like Zon's greatest creation. <laughs> no, like, he's really. There's not much you can do with him. He's so dumb and he so uninteresting. So, I'm so like, glad he's gone. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> um. So a few things of note for this chapter. I really like when Card says, of course, I have things to hide. We all do. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> like we're smugglers. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> and kind of our thing. Like, right. And just the fact that like we're all like business competitors. Yeah. Uh, also, I owe Matthew an apology from an earlier episode. It w- was Shada that is with Mazik. Uh, Did you say it wasn't? I, 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 yeah, I thought it was, I misread some dialogue. I thought that Elor was supposed to be her. And then really Elor was another smuggler. I guess the, okay. just the way it was, it was written. I, I misread it. So yes, the Mazik's bodyguard is Shada Ducal, 
who Yay! appears later on in the Hand of Thrawn duology and has a major role. Um, spoilers, Tyler, they hook up. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, she's, no, they she's don't. In the, uh, I was going to say she's in the Mos Eisley Cantina story yes. too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, that's not canon anymore, but she, they, the story that Zahn wrote for that anthology was that they were the, um, they were undercover, her and her sister. Right. Uh, so yeah, they, um, her, she ends up working with Card during, um, I think Vision of the Future, probably, or. And they make the sweet love? No, they, they don't. Um, Card uh, is very persistent that it's never going to happen, which of course, as you see how persistent he is about not joining the New Republic, (laughs) what happens there? Uh. So they do make the sweet love. Uh. You can assume off page. Sure. Why not? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. They never, of course they do. They never actually get together because uh, the EU tended to forget that card existed until they needed him for something. Uh, they show up in the New Jedi Order a few times and they're still together, but not necessarily together unless you are like me and most but other of people. Of course they are. I mean, that. except there's no sex in Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where well, these babies keep coming from. Not in the fix but... I've read. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also like here Card's reflection about what happened when Jabba died with all the smugglers trying to pick up pieces of his business and hoping that Aves and Mara would be able to stop all the other smugglers from picking his apart. It's a very pragmatic thing for him to be thinking as he's going off to his possible death. <laughs> He's thinking, I hope my business doesn't go under. <laughs> oh, Which, I mean, I appreciate that. I, that like, that's his big fear of dying character. is like his enemies getting a hold of his business. It is very in character. So chapter 19, we move over and have our only scene on Wayland on this. Sh- oh, on but you love it. Womp womp. You love it. <laughs> you yes. love it. You love the end. I you do. Love I love it more in the next few, the next two episodes because they'll have a lot more talking. Uh, so uh, they're all concerned on Wayland about the lack of predators stalking them now. Uh, and they're like, something's hunting them. What is going on? Uh, what's watching us? Is it the natives? They don't like humans. This could be bad. Uh, but they keep going because they have to. Uh, also, I'd like to note that Han has a conversation we had last week about why he didn't move the Falcon closer to the mountain. Right? I should have punked. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yes. yes. When t- I say that I can get inside Han Solo's head when I'm going to write fanfic, I'm, I'm apparently yeah. not wrong. Tyler, you missed our very long aside last okay, week. Your about- explanation was that he found a great parking spot. <laughs> and didn't want to bother with moving it again. I mean, it's true. <laughs> he had, it was a lot of effort. He had to move, go sideways. I just don't know. As I said, plot. So yes, Tyler, we Tyler, we discussed this a lot last episode. Guess I have a, guess I'm gonna listen to the last week's episode. <laughs> Probably more than was warranted. Yeah. Well, it was gonna be like more than a week's walk to the mountain, and I'm like, Han, dude, why? Because he's, he's Han and he wants to make life difficult for Luke. That's why. Um, 
And I, I actually think the main answer might have been the whole not a scratch maker. thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we want to not scratch the ship. Yes. So uh, then we have another Luke and Mara conversation because they have to give me something in these chapters. <laughs> That's not true. I like all of them. Oh, but it's precious and meaningful. Yes, it is. So this is one of the 11 conversations I cite in which they fall in love. <laughs> the 11 conversations. <laughs> one of them. That's very specific. Um, I counted at one point. I don't remember them all, but I, I literally counted at one point. Oh, God. I mean, most, of, most of them happen in Vision of the Future, but... Uh, so, uh, Luke and Mara are able to sense alien minds nearby. Uh, Luke then teaches her how to distinguish between the various minds, like, looking for the deviations. He says it's all a matter of training, and then he, he's, he, um, he gets kind of, like, a look on his face, and Mara's like, what's the matter? And he starts talking about how he's going to have to teach his niece and nephew one day and how he doesn't know what to do. And then Mara's like, well, I guess you just lead by example. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, Psst, Mara, you said you're going to kill him so he won't be able to train them. Shouldn't you point that out? It's almost like you don't want to actually go through and kill him. Almost like that. Almost. <laughs> Almost. But no, it's just so sweet that he's being all pensive and sharing that with her. Yeah. It's like, almost that's not like something that you friends. share with someone that you're not having any feelings for. Yeah, not at all. Nope. No feelings. I don't know. Luke's kind of an open book. <laughs> yes. But the fact that Mara is actually listening. Uh, oh, totally. That's a big deal. Yeah. But Luke will like share his feelings with like the cleaning droid. Like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And the cleaning droid's just like, I am here to wash the floors. <laughs> Aww. Um, so, um, so finally, he suggests that they work on Mars Force training, thinking it come, it'll come in handy later. And then that's she, not ominous. She's like, well, "What do you think's going to happen?" He's like, "I don't know. I just feel like we should be as strong in the you should be as strong in the Force as you can be," and like. She actually goes along with the idea. That's the surprising part. Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly, if she's going to kill him, she's going to need to know. Yeah, she her needs enemy, to know his secrets. And she's going to need to be as strong as possible. Defeat, so she might as well learn all his tricks. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. To defeat an enemy, you <laughs> must know them. Thank you, Grand Admiral Thorne. So yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's Matthew. That, that sounded like that sounded like a. Uh, the the uh, computer program voice. <laughs> so, uh, oh, guys, just you wait for the voice. Yeah. I'm cra cracking out later. I, I am Stephen Hawking. That voice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, was, the, that was very good. But yes. <laughs> the voice, the voice to text. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So yeah, um, I just I really like this conversation because there it shows them getting closer. It's really subtle because like they don't even really call out the fact that you know Mara's you know dead set on killing him ha huh? dead set on killing him except for the whole you will kill Luke Skywalker running through her head and as it's that's happening she's talking to him and saying like well you just have to train them you wait the way you know how and it's just like uh Mara you've got problems <laughs> Because <laughs> you don't want to do this, but you have to because there's a voice yelling in your head. 
She's got 99 problems. And Palpatine is all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Palpatine's like 94 of them. The rest of yeah, them are acid also, vines. Yeah. And I was going to say, she's also got a certain, you know, amount of like emotional unavailability, yes. maybe some anger management problems. PTSD. <laughs> most most like of them are Palpatine. PTSD issues, all yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, the, that's our, our, our scene for, for the week. Uh, sadly, <laughs> we move back to the New Republic, but it's a wedge scene, so that's okay. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Uh, I'm wedge. I'm gonna get things done. He is. Well, if that's you kind of MO. If you watched the last episode of Rebels, he was I mean, that, precious. That was, that was the wedge I was doing. <laughs> he was precious. Getting Why can't my droids get along? Getting followed into the bathroom precious hey hey oh yeah refresher, refresher. Is, uh, no oh, making sorry. fun of that episode because now we have confirmation that zippers are canon yes. <laughs> zippers that's are really canon. important guys i mean they went way out of their way in star trek to make zippers not canon <laughs> well that's just how I'm they're just different <laughs> any of us that write smutty thick we needed to know the zipper versus no zipper like thing. we cared if it was canon or not we don't okay, care I about care. canon. But you were I, I you were care. complaining about fresher, right? And now it's canon, so sorry. Yeah. I know I like that fresher is canon. I like fresher. I never oh, had you a problem like fresher. Yeah. It's just another oh, word for like it was like flimsy plas that you didn't like. I don't really I don't really have a problem with a lot of the words. I have a problem with tubers and topedoes. That's what I have a problem with. <laughs> <laughs> <Topedos>. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, actual problems were when they started to get lazy with it. Like, I think yeah. they could see the cannon about to be getting flushed. So if you read um, <laughs> Honor Among Thieves, they talk about bathrooms and they talk about lemons. Yeah. And I'm like, these are earth words. Yeah. Why are there earth words yeah. in my Star but Wars I mean, book? Wendig refers to them as chicken walkers. So, yeah. like, chickens are canon now, I guess. <laughs> yep. So um, this, is, this is the uh, briefing scene for uh, these chapters, uh, I guess probably for the book, uh, Akbar, General Medine, and uh, Colonel Durlin, he has gotten a promotion from the last time we saw him at Echo Base, are preparing an attack to get one of the crystal graph field traps that can detect the asteroids in orbit around Coruscant. There's a few of these CGTs around, but they're all in Imperial space. Surprise, su surprise. And they want to trick the Imperials by making it seem like they're going to attack Tan Green, but going after Bill Bringy instead. Because Bill Bringy is so well guarded that it would be crazy to attack there. So, a couple things of note from this chapter. We get an appearance of Kr Pash Kraken. Actually, the first appearance of pr Pash Kraken, who uh, is General Aaron Kraken's son. They appear in the X-Wing books, if you are reading those or are going to read those. Um, Ash Kraken is like the ultimate Star Wars name. It really is. And he's yeah. a ginger. The uh, the Top yeah, Gun anthem follows him everywhere he goes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, he is... Um, I, he... Uh, his... Uh, Aaron Kraken is was retconned into Return of the Jedi being on the the Falcon, and then he's, like, head of Imperial Intelligence. So uh, we get appearance with him, and he uh, he's chatting with Wedge. Uh, and then um, we have a treat for the listeners. 
I would like Matthew to read Admiral Akbar's speech <laughs> in Admiral oh Akbar's voice. This is what you all subscribed for. It is. <clears throat> Let's go. Officers of the New Republic, <laughs> none of you needs to be reminded that in the past few weeks, our war against the remnants of the Empire has changed from what was once called a mopping up exercise to a battle for our very survival. <laughs> for the moment, the advantage of resources and personnel is still ours, but even as we speak, that advantage is in danger of slipping away. Less tangible, but no less serious, are the ways in which Grand Admiral Thrawn is seeking to undermine our resolve and morale. It is time for us to throw both aspects of this attack back into the Empire's face. <laughs> General <laughs> Mayday. Very good. I feel, oh like, I feel like General Mayday needs to follow up with, you can see here, we, or we, have stol- <laughs> we have stolen a small Imperial shuttle. It's really just Tiffany's on writing his own and or briefing which is really fine is. which is fine yeah, no, and they even they even say sounds a lot like Endor someone commented from a bench along across their wedge <laughs> how can we be sure it isn't a trap it's <laughs> and they're like trap. well we think it might be a trap yeah. but Wait, it's actually a trap it's, <laughs> we don't care. it's totally a trap Endor was a trap and that ended very well for <laughs> yeah. us so so, uh, Colonel Durlin is the one who is going to be in charge of creating the illusion that the system, that Tangrene is their target. Now, for those of you, like I said before, who don't know Colonel Durlin, he is one of the characters in Empire Strikes Back. He's um, an Echo Base. He's the one that tells Leia they have to close the shield doors. Uh, and he is played by Pixar's very own John Ratzenberger, also known as... Cliff Clavin from Cheers. And, say, I think most people yes. would probably <laughs> recognize him as Cliff. Yes, from but Cheers. I had to lead up to that because if you don't know, Brian does an excellent Cliff Clavin impression. And so now Brian is going to adorn us with Durlin facts. Go. Hey, uh, you know, it's a uh, little known fact that a herd of Bantha only move as uh, fast as the slowest one. <laughs> Uh, you know, Sammy, it's a little known fact. The uh, umbilical cord is uh, 90% potassium. <laughs> Common misconception, Sammy, but uh, Incom is uh, actually named after Incomius, the uh, Karelian god of flight and scotch. Uh, people often say that TIE stands for twin ion engines, but uh, actually it stands for Tanel Ingrid Elsior, uh, one of Palpatine's uh, secret mistresses. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I'm sorry, but your your darling is slowly morphing into Kermit the Frog. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no, it's Wait, not. I'm do the, do the, the next one is Kermit the Frog. Do the next one is Kermit. <laughs> next one is Kermit the yes. Frog. Hi yo, hi yo. Hey, hon. Uh, little known fact that uh, with twins, uh, the son is most likely to murder the father or a close aunt. <laughs> Hey, uh, say, Luke, uh, you know, it's a common misconception that uh, those bubbles on Star Destroyers are sensors. Uh, they're actually fitness centers. One's for enlisted men, the other's for officers. <laughs> very, very topical, the Star Destroyer bubbles. Well done. Well done. <laughs> just, now, now I'm remembering the part in the Lego games where you've got Hux doing his little jazzercise. <laughs> and his little aerobic show. Whoa, I didn't know that happened. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Have you not played Lego Force Awakens? No! You need to play Lego Force Awakens. I have to say it's really hard to keep a consistent voice when you're trying not to break up laughing because (laughs) everyone else is laughing. I know. That was was excellent. Thank you for the fact. Yes. Yes. I'm very, I appreciate your amusing me. Afternoon, everybody. Lando! <laughs> Sorry, was that your Lando? You want, sometimes you want to go where everybody, everybody knows, knows your name. name. <laughs> oh. You want to be where the people are. The people are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. You can tell that we are nearing the end of the throne. <laughs> <laughs> when it devolves into musical number. Yes. Okay. So, uh, we move on to a short scene with Leia in her bedroom. She has had some sort of flash of insight, like the piece of a puzzle trying to fit into place. Uh, but she doesn't know what piece, much less even what puzzle. Yeah, she doesn't know what it is. She's like, it was something Luke said. No, something Mara said. Something Luke did. They fit together somehow. I don't know how, yes, yes, but do. I know it's important. So this is basically they fit together very well. <laughs> hey, God damn it! I didn't say it. I would just like to note that for the record, I didn't say it. But you I were thinking it. Oh, gosh. I appreciate that. I in actually this scene, wasn't. I was like, reading the notes, like an obviously like a responsible host. But you have thought it. I've written it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she did. I read that. I read that. Um, <laughs> Leia goes to get up. Uh, number one, the fact that Nogri are like right there and all she does is change the way she's breathing from asleep to awake and someone's like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Not creepy. creepy at all. What's wrong? But, can, can, I, can I get you some water? What? What? You yeah. anything? <laughs> with Han not being there, apparently his side of the bed is taken up with a lightsaber and her robe. <laughs> I mean, that's where that's what's on my side of the, the bed. End. Well, I enjoy that because that's like such a married people thing. I do the same thing. My husband leaves for work in the morning and I take over his side of the bed with my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So I just sort of appreciate that like so married moment of she just reaches next to her on the bed and grabs her robe, (laughs) making sure not to get her lightsaber at the same time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was basically a foreshadowing scene. Like just, yep, let's just throw it down. (laughs) We're not even going to. We're not even going to hide it. Leia had a vision. Yes. Um, so uh, we move on to um, uh, the Imperials are securing the Kanchen sector. Uh, Paleon then gets a report from Tangreen about the rebels sending more freighters into the system. Uh, he, of course, he comes to the conclusion that the rebels are attacking there for the CGT array. Uh, Thrawn is puzzled about something and asks Paleon to join him in his command room in an hour. Bow, chicka, bow, wow. <laughs> oh, I know. wow. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, let me although, ask you this, though. Although, let me ask you, let me yeah. ask you this. Yeah. Uh, is, is Paleon Rook? A thing? I can't. Oh, God. Is there a lot of Paleon Rook uh, fanfic out there? I hope not. Uh, because <laughs> it's, I, that's actually yeah. one of my favorite things is how much he hates Rook. 
Oh, it's great. <laughs> which which I, I I I noted later later on because that then yeah. that's when he says it. But um, mm. so yeah, the uh, there is a line though when he says when Pelion says yes, the Grand Admiral <laughs> did indeed know how to lead his men. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you are getting to the yeah, you're getting getting weird there. <laughs> I don't know. It seems pretty like typical, like militaristic. Like I would die for that man. <laughs> yeah, but but although when you I guess when you push now, too you hard, can picture shirtless yeah, Thrawn you, from Rebels, and when you and when you push too hard at that, like you know, envelope, like it gets pretty homoerotic pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. so. Again, I say shirtless so I'm, Thrawn I'm uh, playing beach volleyball. See... <laughs> I was thinking of the wrestling scene and. Um, uh, the Hurt Locker, but that works too. <laughs> hey, anytime I need a homoerotic montage, I default to Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, that's delicious. And now I need to watch that movie again. You really don't. I mean, watch that montage if you need to. But it's such a boring movie. <laughs> I feel the need, Matthew. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Tyler. Hi. Uh, this is uh, Tyler with your uh, <laughs> Tyler's fan corner here. Um, Yay! Sadly, sadly, there's no. I I can't seem to find any uh, paleo on Rook, but um, oh, garbage fandom, you have failed me for the last time. Oh my god! No, not the last time. Oh my god! Okay. (laughs) Oh god! Okay. Oh no! You found something worse, (laughs) didn't you? I'm 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 gonna read this. Okay. Yeah. This is the title. Ask Uncle Krennic sex advice column. (laughs) Okay, that sounds filthy, and I'm totally going to read it later. Okay, um, let's see. Let's see what's in this. Um, I think I know what's in there. Nothing good. (laughs) Uh, uh, One of the pairings is Krennic and Tarkin. Ugh. Let's see. And then some of the other tags... Oh, no, wait, I can't say this. <laughs> yes. Um, so. um, all that college experience is paying off. That's one of the tags. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, as is having a grand moth. No, no, can't say that either. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say that um, the Thrawn tag has increased exponentially uh, with his uh, with his um, <laughs> appearances on show it itself. Yeah, it's uh, gosh. First there was hot Archie. Now there's hot Thrawn. Well, <laughs> he took his oh, shirt there's, there's... off and it was good. So this is okay. This is where I go. This, yeah. And the fandom said, "Low, it was good." So, yes. is there any Thrawn Archie? Oh, um, <laughs> give me a sec. <laughs> it's gonna be in one of those. Multi- I like how these are the kind of things we have to check yes, because you can never so presume. I mean, Ao3 has like has like fanfics where it's like Hogwarts meeting like the Vampire Diaries meeting Supernatural, so like anything's possible, really. Thrawn. Oh, right. <laughs> Archie Andrews. 
let's move on. Wait, I want to hear the answer. Oh, God. I'll, give, I'll, I'll come back. Yes. I'll come, right. we'll, come, we'll come back. back. We'll come back to the fan corner. So uh, we go back to Hijarn or to uh, Card and his group, where they uh, he is finishing his proposal to the other smugglers, uh, and they say yes, and they all agree to get married. <laughs> that boy, was, this new season of Big pick. Love got weird. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Card also has concluded that the rebels are going to attack Tangrene. And he wants the smugglers to... uh, Now, so here, this is weird, because this is kind of a continuation from the previous scene. Uh, So it's like, it's supposed to be a continuation of right where it left off, but time has passed since then because the rebels have been moving stuff into Tangrene, and... The Imperials have figured that out. So it's like, this is a really long conversation you were having, Card, while you were able to do surveillance work. Um, but really, he just figures out that they are, um, that they're going to attack there because they need the CGT array. So he's actually right. Um, but also. Yeah, I mean, presumably, wrong. he was already like doing. Surveillance, yeah. and they just it's reported just, back. It's just very weird. Like the t- the timing on these scenes is weird. Like I feel like this scene should have been moved earlier. But um, he wants. Uh, I know why it wasn't because of the scene after this juxtaposition wise. But still. right, it all fits yeah. together nicely. Yeah, there should have at least been a time jump from the last scene to this one. But well, maybe there was. Yeah, but it didn't come off that way. But that's anyway. It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> well maybe it is <laughs> yeah so uh so card has concluded that the rebels are going to attack chain green and while that's happening he wants the smugglers to band together and attack bill bringy to get the cgt net there and then they can sell it to the new republic because if they're going to pay for information surely they'll pay for the cgt array thingy uh this other smugglers are sort of scared uh, very skeptical, uh, but they eventually agree. Uh, Card is going to go to Coruscant to, I guess, like coordinate stuff, and he leaves Aves in charge of the mission. So, Car- and, but while like throughout the last few chapters, Card has been thinking, I really need to go pick up Gent and Mara. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> those poor guys are just sitting on Coruscant in the Imperial Palace, just waiting. You know, yeah, but, but at the same time, palace. he's thinking, like, man, Abe's a slow, yeah, <laughs> like he's a good guy, but he's a friggin' moron. I want Mara back. Well, you should go <laughs> get her. I want, I know where she is. Or, a- well, he thinks he knows where she is. I'm excited for him getting there and realizing that she's not there. Also, Gent saved the day. <laughs> Gent is literally the best, yeah, he is. So, uh, yeah, Tyler, are there any good fix with anybody shipping Ghent with anyone in particular? Because that's important. Ghent needs to get a Probably. Little... How about Ghent and Rook? No, nobody Ghent, and Rook. Or Ghent, Ghent and Archie. I was thinking Ghent and Tash Kraken. <laughs> oh, that would Ghent be adorable. Could hook up with Tash Kraken and that could be cute. Tash Kraken sounds like, <laughs> like a seafood dish, right? <laughs> it's a delicacy. No, it sounds like what you 
That's like what well, you do to a seafood dish. It's like, I'm going to pash kraken this lobster open. <laughs> what the hell are you talking I, about? I mean, a little known fact, but pash kraken is a delicacy on uh, Mon Calamari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Whereas Mon Calamari are a delicacy on Corellia. I will Ew. take an order of insensitive fish, fish bits, please. No. So um, we go back to Coruscant where there is another council meeting happening. These are just so much fun. Uh, Drayson is leading a briefing and he reports that the super weapon that Thrawn used was really just an elaborate feint using their cloaking shields. Um, And they then have an argument about Card and Luke setting about Card uh, and like doing work for them and how luke set up an account for him uh and then mon mothma's like no we need all the help we can get blah 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 uh well, yeah because people are like well we need to close that account because yeah. he's just drawing on this endless yeah line of credit is and mon mothma's like you will do no such thing <laughs> yeah. you will leave that account open he can have all the money he wants drayson is also a kind of a jerk <laughs> a little uh, bit yeah he's a little cranky uh, I love this bit though, where he's like, first he's pissy that like Winter like answered her cell phone during the meeting. Which yeah, is nice. I understand that. But then like Winter comes back in, and and Drayson's like, I trust this is something that couldn't wait. And Winter's just like, I'm certain it could have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. hell yeah, Winter. Yeah, Winter is the bitch that Leia can't be because exactly. she's got to have the noblesse oblige thing happening. Winter. <laughs> has no books to give so yeah. yeah so i love it when she does that yep so they she comes back she and she says that announces that she has the coordinates from wayland and they're like did uh you know did you get that from han no uh luke then no who a reliable a source, reliable source. <laughs> what reliable source i can't a reliable tell one a reliable one she's not gonna tell them no she's not and uh so this ramps up the uh intrigue on what's happening on wayland and who's uh following our crew i wonder who it could be i wonder if we'll find out next week <laughs> i think it's likely yeah. <laughs> so, stay tuned kids there's not a whole lot of trilogy left no yeah so they are discussing, uh, they start discussing whether or not they're going to send backup and they say no, they can't because they're preparing for Bill Bringy. Also, they don't want to give away the surprise of the strike team. Uh, Falia finally speaks up from his little penance thing and I go, oh my God, it was so nice without you, with you shutting up. <laughs> Why did you have to start talking again? Uh, right, can you please go back to being in a huff and not speaking to us? Yeah. But he's actually kind of like somewhat reasonable here because he's like, we should then postpone the Bilbringi attack and and go help them on Wayland. Um, he's like, they we can or you know we can hole up here on Coruscant. We have a shield. Uh, you know we need to go to Wayland and make sure we destroy the storehouse or take control of the storehouse. Well, Mom- and he says this is. It sounds like his whole I'm going to start another play for power thing because he's yeah. like, we Bothans know the emperor way better than you people do. Yeah, we know what okay. he was capable of. We sure know Jan. him <laughs> so much better than you. And I say, because I am a Bothan and we know him that you have to destroy his stuff. Well, 
so Mon Mothma's like, no, we we <laughs> we're not going to go. We're not going to stay here and hole up on Coruscant because our appearances are important for us because we need to lead through inspiration and not fear. Um, and then Philia is like, no, we have to go. There are things in the Emperor's storehouse that must never again see the light. And then you're kind of like, whoa, what the hell is in there? <laughs> right. Uh, how many Bothans died to bring us that? And how do you Oof. know? How do you know what's in there? And also, shouldn't you just tell them? <laughs> Well, yeah, like, yeah. It, it feels like he's, like, keeping a secret from yeah. them. and Just like, to have leverage. I don't remember. Like, th- does that, does anything become of that? I don't like, either. I don't, I don't remember it, either. I think we have to seem- read the rest of the book, guys. <laughs> well, I don't remember. I mean, it seems like he's setting up something specific. Like, there's some secret, like, Bothan blackmail in there that he wants yeah. to, like, get a hold <gasps> of. Oh, oh, oh. Did, did I you just remember something? Accidentally yes. happen upon it. I did, but it's not from this book. Oh, okay. So Zahn set up something that somebody else paid off. I th- no, that he paid off. <laughs> In a different oh, book. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I I I'm I can't remember where it actually comes from, but it's yeah. Well, don't tell. It's me. it's something bad for the Bothans. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna look it up now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, let me, uh, yep, 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 This is excellent radio. This is why For the record, everyone, Nancy was right. I, Matthew was right, uh, indirectly. I will just say, for those of you who have read, who've read the books before, you'll know what I'm talking about. Kamas document. Oh. oh my god. Not the commas document. <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> of course I don't. <laughs> oh. Dude, I never would have made that connection. Wow. And it's funny because and on the Wikipedia page for it, it says it, under the appearances, the last command, indirect mention only. <laughs> so <laughs> Timothy Zahn is really good at like laying seeds in these books for later books that he didn't even know were going to happen. Mind blown. Yeah, because uh, Shada, you know, later on plays a much bigger role. And then, yeah, so I'm so glad glad I found that. That's, that's, y'all can see the look (laughs) on my face right now. Like, (laughs) my brains are coming out my ears. That's amazing. I'm glad I can't see that. That sounds horrible. (laughs) You should see a doctor immediately. Uh, so yes, it's really um, not cute. So basically, <laughs> um, the 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 moral of this story is that Borskphalia is um acting like he's uh it has the New Republic's best interest in mind, but he's really being a self serving asshole again. Shocker! Well, yeah, he's like, we can't leave Commander Skywalker and Captain Solo there. Like and, you like, cared as as about says, them before. You yeah, wanted to kill them. Says that I'm like, okay, what game are you playing? Yeah, you wanted <laughs> to like, kill them. You didn't mind they, that, them dying at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we move back to our final scene of these chapters where uh, Peleon is going to visit. My new OTP. <laughs> where Peleon is going to visit Thrawn in his uh, in his command center. Uh, and he they have the little cat and mouse game with Rook. And he's like, I know this assassin's around here somewhere. And then, you know, he's like, the Grand Admiral is waiting for you. And he's like, God damn it, Rook, stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> in fact he says uh uh 
here it is. Uh, someday, he promised himself darkly, he would persuade Thrawn that a Grand Admiral of the Empire didn't need an arrogant alien bodyguard to protect him. Yes. And when that happened, he was going to take a very personal pleasure in having Rook killed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just such a great, like, little, like, yeah. rumination from Paleon. But also, they are totally having sex. <laughs> no, no, stop it. Bad. Anything I can find. <laughs> and, and if it's not in the fanfic, it did not happen. I guess I better write it. Thrawn, Archie, Andrews does not exist. Oh, Damn it. I'm just Darn. saying that. I have to write that too. We have a great kind listener base, and um, I promise everyone we will check again. So if one of our listeners wants to write that thing no! in the next week. Listeners, we will announce If you do write it, make sure you send it to um, at Tahi hyphen station <laughs> on Twitter. No. Uh, Listen, you want and we will make sure it gets mentioned so that all of our other listeners can partake as well i hate that i ever brought this the up title of your thrawn archie fic some kind of pun on red and blue oh you know God. just go to town listen you guys if you <laughs> if any one of you listening is pre pre inclined to write fanfic and you spend your time writing paleon and rook and not luke and mara i hate you <laughs> and stop listening to the show I we don't want your patronage anymore. Love and respect you. No. Listen. Don't I, want your patronage anymore. Go away. I actually appreciate everyone's kink. This no. podcast is going to continue past these books and just know that the person taking over. Write them for Matthew. Write them for Matthew, you. not me. <laughs> write me Luke and Mara. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, surprise! Thrawn has realized that the rebel attack on Tangreen is a feint, and they're really going oh. to attack Bill Bringy. He's so smart. How? How, does... how, how? How? Did anyone figure out this was going to happen? Is anyone <laughs> surprised by this? I mean, this he was looking at art, so no. Of course, this he figures one, things out when he's looking at art. Yeah. This one's not that egregious. This isn't. You know, I don't think Zahn ever tops the. You know. Two minutes in an airlock. <laughs> yeah, uh, it had to be three people nonsense. going. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if he was tricked by this, it, he would be pretty dumb. Because yeah. and, and it's so funny because they're like, "We're gonna fool him," and it's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, like, no, you're not." <laughs> like I'm picturing them like you know a cartoon character like we're sneaking into Tangreen. <laughs> Hope nobody sees us. Oh no, we got spotted. But as we know from the previous uh, section, the smugglers are also planning to be there. So it's gonna be a party. Yeah, it's like that part of the D and D game when the GM says, "Okay, it's time to get the party back together so they can fight the boss." Yeah, pretty much. I wonder if a card will align with the New Republic finally and formally. We can only well, and he's not he's he's not even there. Aves is there, so let's see what Aves does. Um. So yeah, those are all of our chapters for this week. Uh, we had our first big revelation with uh several more to come. So it's very exciting. Uh, we will go around the horn and do our impressions as usual we will start with tyler are you still looking at fanfic tyler <laughs> sorry that was off for a sec um no um 
I, I can't say, however, that there is no um, Ghent fic at all. That, what? Um, Somebody fix that. That's a The point. only Ghent I Ghent can find is something from the Forever After fandom. I don't know. Um, anyway. Um, it's good. And did you like it? And he liked I, it. I, I, yeah, I don't know how you possibly could have stolen those words from my brain, Matthew. Um, did you like the the was this was this a good revelation to start out the end of the book as we get towards the yeah, end? Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely, you know, seeded some things. <laughs> oh, 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 that just happened. That wasn't even good. <laughs> Uh, Matthew's so upset. Good. You, caused, you caused Matthew physical pain over that. This is great. Good. <laughs> I can't wait for for the pocket for her one that just becomes us. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thirty percent less focused. The new and improved Thrawn cast. Oh God. Oh come on, we're gonna have fun. But yeah, it's gonna take forever to get through the book. uh yeah no um are you are you sad the book is almost over yeah i um like i yeah (laughs) (laughs) words are difficult yes they are it's a monday yeah, it is. Monday after daylight savings time too. Uh, I'm so tired. <laughs> my my alarm my alarm clock, like I thought everything was like switched forward, but no, my alarm clock was manual and like I almost died waking up today. But I think that I got to work on time, but like it was like oof. Yeah. Anyway, Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Bronze <laughs> uh... arms. Yeah. Brian. I'm so glad Niles is dead. <laughs> so, so glad he's dead. Yay. Uh, hey, why just... you got a problem with me, see? Uh. <laughs> oh, you got a problem with me, see? You got a problem with me, see? <laughs> no. Coming to you in living color. <laughs> you Jake Funk in the house. Stop that. <laughs> yes, Brian. Any other thoughts? Uh, I always enjoy chapters that feature Wedge, and uh, getting some bonus patch cracking was great. Yay. Uh, Amanda? Um, I'm going to come at this from a totally shiptastic angle and say what? I love that we're finally seeing moments of genuine connection between Luke and Mara. Uh, um, they had Luke- connections on Merker. No, Luke was reaching out, and Mara was like, shutting it down. She wanted no part of connecting back at him. <laughs> And um and now she is she is opening up to him and it's really cute and it's really sweet. Um, yeah, I is. also like that we have have reached the point in the story where um it is implied that the twins' schedule has begun to sync up, which means Leia is getting more sleep, mm-hmm. which then gave her the brain power to be able to figure out the deal with the tree. Yeah, that was really uh, impressive for a, for she, a newborn she, mother she would of perhaps twins. Perhaps have gotten it. Yeah, she would perhaps have gotten it sooner if she was getting more sleep. Um. But now that she's got two babies that are waking up at the same time, probably we're talking seven, eight, nine weeks old now. So they may only be waking up once at night at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Suddenly she's got all of her brain power back. And that's excellent because I like it when Leia is sharp. 
I also love it when winter is bitchy. Like I mentioned earlier, she's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we got to see a moment of Wedge, which anytime we check in with Wedge is a good time. Yes. And finally, Matthew. Um, I'm going to take this from a shipping point of view and uh, say <laughs> oh, that I'm glad Matthew. we finally got a moment of connection uh, between Paleo and <laughs> Why Rick. are you like this? <laughs> God, this is like the Brad God. Pitt gif in real life. <laughs> This is the new host of the Throncast, everyone. You did that. Stop it. I can see it in my mind's eye now. Um, no, these are good chapters. Um, it was it was fun to finally discover Deltasaurus. Um, the first time I read it, you know, my my little, you know, 12, 13-year-old mind was just blown yeah. clear across the room. Yeah. I'm still mad about that planted thing. Um and uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, there's not a lot happening. It's mostly just table setting for the for the big push at the end. Um, but it's good. You know, you got your Return of the Jedi briefing scene. You got, you know, like uh, like you say, all the the party coming back together. Um, mm-hmm. Everything's marching towards the inevitable conclusion. And uh, that's good. Yes. And yep, I am really looking forward to uh, the next two weeks as we move on to the climax of the book i'm i i so far i i mean not that i haven't been enjoying this book i have been but i think uh this book used to always be my favorite but i feel like i'm appreciating more heir to the empire uh this time around and i think just because uh logistically i i i respect so much how he did so much with so little as far as setting the stage of the universe and, you know, creating everything that was to come. But, um, the, you know, the reading the last, uh, ch- nine chapters might change my mind because that's when all the shit goes down. <laughs> so I am very excited. So thank you all for joining us again for the Thrawncast. We are a Tashi Station podcast. This episode has been brought to you in part by Her Universe and by you, our Patreon subscribers. You can find us all on Twitter with the handles Tashi underscore station, Nancy Pants, Lane Winree, MR Bowers, Manda the Ginger, and Cyberpunk Warlock. You can find our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. Tune in next week when we learn who's been stalking the strike team on Wayland. Bye! So long. Bye!